What's up, everybody? Welcome to Mongols, brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. I am Mike. With me is Kev and Lara Ellen. Lara Ellen, it's great to see you. What's been going on? Uh, not much, I don't think. Um, I'm trying to think. I, I had a dentist appointment today. I feel very much like Ooh. Kevin. Like, see, this isn't easy, right? <laughs> I know. Easy, well, yeah. And the reason I bring up the dentist is because, you know, we're recording this on Monday. Uh, and the dentist said, oh, do you have a good weekend? What did you do this weekend? And I sat there for probably 10 seconds, could not think of a single thing I did this weekend. I'm like, um, I, I guess I did. I, I, I don't know. I, like I, I guess it was like, I'm like, what day is it? I don't, what time part, is it? I don't know. Part of being an adult, I think, is like not yeah. knowing what you did on the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's um, part of the work that I do is grants. And we decided to write this grant very last minute. And so it is just utter chaos of like 50 emails back and forth a day and three-way phone calls when's the last time you were on a three-way phone call i feel like i'm in middle school and so we're like three-way phone calls okay are we doing this this so it's just i have no idea what day it is it's just chaos but all good things um the sun is shining right now it has been raining for the past mm. i don't know how many days it's cold again i don't like it so that's that's my life kev what's going on with you <laughs> So I'm trying to, there was stuff that went on, but like, you know, I'm trying to pick one concise, interesting thing. Uh, I had enough time to watch uh, the movie Shaft this weekend, the 1971, like, you know, classic. Sh it was awesome. Loved it. Highly recommend it. Very cool. I think, uh, uh, see, I don't, I don't want to mess. That's, that's not the Samuel L. Jackson one, is it? No. Um, this is the one with like, I think it's Isaac Hayes who does the like mm. title, like, you know, theme song. And it's, oh, it's, it's freaking cool. Anyway, yeah. I'd recommend it. Kev, guess where I was yesterday? I, I was trying to come up with something witty. Didn't think of anything. Now, where were you? This, this will probably mean nothing to like 99% of our listeners. I was at Linton Middle School for a soccer game. Ooh, so how did it feel? Linton Middle School is the middle school in Penn Hills where we grew up, um, where uh, as we were pulling into the parking lot, both my wife and I realized that was where we met. Uh, we told our kids 300 years ago because that's what it feels like. Um yeah, no, uh, our, our middle son, um, Ben, had a travel soccer game that was supposed to be played at Friendship Park, another throwback, Kev, but because of the rain, they moved it to the turf field at Linton Middle School. And it was crazy going, I haven't been back there, and I don't know Did how Did you walk long. through the hallways? No, 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 the school was all closed. Oh, okay. um, th their game was was outdoors, but, you know, to Laura Ellen's point, it was rainy, so, like, we are sitting on the bleachers, shivering in the rain, um, but uh, it was crazy being back to you know our old middle school and and like literally you know my kid playing on the same field that i spent hours and hours practicing and playing on and it was it was a bit trippy um Time and I, I also realized that as i was sitting in the stands that growing up you know we used to go for car rides and my dad would be like oh i used to play baseball here or whatever and i'm like whatever old guy and like now i'm doing the same thing with our kids like i used to play soccer here and they're like that's weird and i'm like yeah it is kind of weird but yeah yeah before i forget we did catch up on ted lasso i think mm. friday night and so i finally like understood the reference that you made last week on the show about the ketchup bottles Oh, like, yes. Oh, yeah. oh, anyway, very good episode. Very excited. It's been a good season. Anyway, yes. You know, I know no there's spoilers. a reason. To, I know there's a reason to bring that up on a show like this. Uh, but, you know, anyone watching Secession? Huh? Huh? I'm, well, I'm really into Secession right now. Anyway, no. okay. let's just move no. past that then. Let's just talk about <laughs> Sorry. All right. Let's talk about Let's talk sorry, about no, the sorry. hounds, I guess. No, it's fine. Whatever. Let's talk about the Hounds. We had two games this weekend uh, or this week, and then we have another one coming up at the end of this. Well, Friday, Friday night. It's going to be a late one. I think it's like 1030. It's going to be on TV. So I will watch it on Saturday. Um, but let's start with the U.S. Open Cup match. Uh, not a ton to say there. The Hounds beat the Maryland Bobcats 2-0 to advance to the next round. Um Hounds saved it for late. I think uh, uh, almost everybody in Pickham predicted the Hounds to win. Uh, many of us thought that it was going to be three goals, like a three to one kind of scenario. When I look back at what everybody voted for, 
wasn't to be. We got two goals. Again, like I said, saved them both for late. We got goals from uh, Kizza and Laser. Um, I think probably the thing that will stand out most to people is that Anders Berdoy, the 18-year-old uh, academy product, got on the field. Um, it sounded like uh, from those who were in attendance that the last you know, five, 10 minutes, Lily was yelling at the players to kick the ball out of bounds so they could get him on the field. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, which is cool. Uh, and so he got in, he got some minutes. Uh, he he got to take the victory selfie with the team. Um, uh, for more behind the scenes on that, go listen to Hounsey. Uh, they talked about, uh, you know, everything that was around that and how being part of the victory selfie has seemed to percolated through the locker room and players get excited for other players when they know like you're the victory selfie person. So they were really happy that it was Honders. Um, yeah, nice. but I guess guys from, from that game, any sort of thoughts or takeaways, Kev? I think probably, um, it, it felt more tense watching it live than looking back on it, you know, days and days later with the result that we now know, too. Um, I think it'd probably be easy to go back and say, ah, it's 2-0, you know, they never really get a ton of chance, you know, we're pretty comfortable or blah, blah, blah. But at the time, as time kept ticking on, I was like, mm, I'm not sure about this. And it was getting a little tense and I didn't know where the goal was going to come from. And so, you know, it's good that we ended up pulling it, pulling it out. But, you know, it, it wasn't as smooth as I was predicting, nor it, nor as smooth as it may seem looking back in retrospect, at least for me. Well, and I think, too, that there's something that we've talked about often on this season and it sort of carries into this next game as well. And I think it'll carry into the Monterey game is that concern for a lack of offense. I think that a lot of people were, like I said, sort of just assuming that, you know, we're going up against, I think it's a NISA team. We should be able to go out even, even with not our a players, we should be able to go out and put two, three goals behind them without much issue. And that was not the case offensively we're still just not figuring it out so um i'll say too i i think um failing celebrations are like everything that i want in in football and soccer like i just i love how excited he gets when he scores and i think that's how like everyone should be when you score a goal in a professional like setting and everything i and i also i think you know I'll, I'll pretend I'm Josh here for a second and carry the failing flag. Um, I don't know. Like, he has to be sitting like, all right, what else do you want me to do? Like, I score when when you give me chances. I come on and I make an impact when when I'm subs. You know, you keep putting showing me in. He hasn't done crap. <laughs> like, I'm being harsh. I actually like showing me. I think he's good. But, you know, I, I wonder what Lily is thinking about with fa failing as far as like a starting 11 position. I mean, I wonder if, you know, uh, Laura Ellen speaking, you know, sort of about Brighton and how you guys have a decent amount of depth at this point. I wonder how much of it is just like Lily views him as that guy to bring on in the 60, 70th minute and just change the game. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's so hard to know, right. Cause we're only seeing that 90 minutes, you know, plus or minus on a weekend or you know here we had we had two weeks which full disclosure i wasn't able to watch the game um i was taking care of a a little baby um for priorities laura ellen I know, come on right how <laughs> how rude of me um but you know i i do think you know and we can talk about the the indie game but um you know i i totally get your point kev and just yeah, it's just, it's hard to know. Like, what are what are they showing up like in practice, um, in training? Is it kind of the super sub thing, or is it the leadership and energy needed at the end of the game? You know, in your last 15, 20 minutes, that you know that's where you want to plug in that person. I don't know, and I I think we see across different leagues and different seasons that coaches and managers take different approaches to it, right? That, you know, and again, I know I like harp on Mike for always like going back to, well, Villa does this. Yeah, okay. I'm going to do it with Brighton. But, you know, like for our current manager at Brighton, right? It's, 
put in the young kids, right? Even if they're down or tied, right? He is more likely to give their younger, less experienced players a shot, which is like a really interesting approach. And, you know, for others, that's not the case. So I, I don't know. It's, it's really hard. And I don't even, how many games have we played so far this season, right? We don't have like a huge sample either to know, but also it's like proportionally to the entire season, we don't actually have that many games. So anyway, that was a long-winded way of saying, I don't know. It's complicated. I, th- I agree. And when it's like to even make it even further complicated, I don't know. I'm not in the times that failing has come on. He, he's not set in stone in a certain position compounded by the fact that we change systems like every week. And so like a position he might've played in one week. All right. Now the next week comes and we're playing a different system and that position doesn't even exist in the system. And so it's like, okay, well, what do you, you know, and because like, if he is, if we if we're calling him a forward player, um, I don't think the, he is. Well, that, okay. So, I mean, the, tabling that for a second i, and I agree yeah. with you I'm, I'm kind of yeah. i'm kind of with you but let's say he is it's a good place to be because i think mm-hmm. deke was really the only person that's you know nailed down a spot you have a revolving door of lopez keza showing me and uh you know others um that haven't planted their flag in the ground um second flag reference let's see if i can make it three um but <laughs> so i don't know yeah we'll see we'll see where he goes yeah, I, that was that was going to be one of my arguments was I don't disagree that he's a really good player. I love his energy. I love what he brings to the field. But, and we'll get to this a little bit in the indie game, I think that there were moments in that indie game um, where, and we're totally getting ahead. I need to come back and wrap up this game. But there were moments in that indie game where I was like, okay, defensively, we feel like we have this lockdown. And our midfield is even getting to the point where it's starting to feel solid. There were a few moments in that game where they're connecting passes and you could tell that guys knew where they needed to be. The big question mark still seems to be where are the goals going to come from? Um, Dequa can't score all the goals all the time. And so if you're looking for failing to find a spot on the field, it becomes much more difficult when defense and midfield seems to be figured out. So he is trying to battle. You're trying to find him a spot on that front line, or you're saying he's substantially better than one of the guys in one of these already locked down spots. And that's what makes it tough for him. Or so, you're changing yeah. system and things change. Right. And yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's exactly. And we can kind of put a pin in this and, and come back to it when we discuss the indie game. But I, in watching the indie game, I was, I caught myself feeling like Mike. I'm like, Brighton scored six goals this morning. Why can't we even like put it together? Which is <laughs> like completely unfair. But also, but also what I more felt like Mike, which I was I like, I'm like, oh, I'm feeling like Mike. I you were like to... up the villa? Up the villa? What's going yeah. through my head? Up the villa? No, that was not what was happening. <laughs> but I was like, what's the system? What's the plan? What's the purpose? Anyway, and we can like come back to that um after um, you know when we talk yeah. about the indie game, but I, I was, it feels like we way. all really want to talk about the indie game. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to wrap this up real quick. So because we I, quickly, I mean, it's really good that we advanced in the open cup. Like yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. very happy yeah. about that. I think I, to me still, it's, it's a high priority for us yes. every season for me. Yeah. But yeah. And Lily is still undefeated against lower league teams. Um, so that's great. Uh, or, or I should say lower ranked teams. But now, because the Hounds won, they head to Gillette Stadium in Foxborough to take on New England Revolution on Tuesday, May 9th, which is basically next Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. New England Revolution are the number one team in the USL right or in the MLS right now. So, and we're playing in Foxborough. It's going to be Bruce Arena versus Bob Lilly. So, like, one of the, the biggest coaching names in U.S. history versus... Bob Lilly. Oh, okay. <laughs> you thought I was going to go the other yeah, way? Yeah, 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 no. yeah. Versus Bob Lilly, who is is a Hall of Famer in his own right. So it will be interesting to see these two teams go up against each other. You just have to imagine that, you know, Bruce Arena is going to have a bit more firepower at his disposal. So No, really? <laughs> we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. Um, 
but that'll be that'll be a fun game to watch. You know, like we said, the Hounds will play this Friday, and then next Tuesday uh, we'll have another Open Cup match game to watch. And hopefully the Hounds can get through. Um, you know, uh, Laura Ellen. What do you think the chances are, Mike? I, I listen. We should do well. We'll save it for yeah, the we end. Should, we oh need to no. do a score prediction Those for the game. Oh no, no, that's for, for next week. week. That's next week. Yeah. That's next week. Yeah, 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 yeah. So never mind. But um, Laura Ellen, you added in the notes that that you know the USL had a decent showing uh, in the Open Cup. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, eight teams. I also found it was interesting. There were th- across the twenty-four games in round three, there were three red like three different red cards in different games which i was like oh i i don't know i guess i mean now that you know i could think about it and think about oh you know you're you have lower division and i didn't look closely enough to see if it were the was the lower division teams that were getting the cards and so maybe that makes sense but i i don't know i was just a little surprised when i was looking at all the results and the number of that that felt like a lot to me yeah i don't know what's normal in MLS or USL or even some of these lower leagues. But anyway, I was like, Oh, that, that feels like a lot to me. I don't disagree. Yeah. That may, I mean, if you, if you were to look at just a single game week in any other league to see that there were three red cards, you'd be like, that's a lot. So yeah, that makes sense. Um, so yeah, we get the win. We move on. We then head to Indy to uh, take on Indy 11. We end up walking away with a one, one draw. Um, you know, my, my first takeaway was, and this is where we're going to talk about Premier League a little bit more. I, you guys I gave li- me so much crap, like five years ago when I would do that with Liverpool. Shut up, Kevin. Now. Anyway, did you, did <laughs> you see your, if it's a different thing when you're cheering for like Liverpool? Well, and did you see, did you see Klopp pull his hamstring, hamstring while <laughs> celebrating a- to the fourth Wait, official? It was hilarious. Yeah. Oh my this. goodness. Yeah. Can when, someone yeah, send me that link? Go hilarious. find the clip online. Yes. Oh after gosh. Liverpool got their last goal against Spurs, he ran over to like celebrate in the fourth official's face and yep. pulled his hamstring on the way and was like hobbling back to this that's so funny (laughs) yes so uh anyway i had an entire thing written so during the game i will sort of live tweet just thoughts about the game so if you're especially if you're watching an away game and you have twitter up like it's just a fun thing to interact back and forth whatever it's more or less a way for me to break up the game into moments so that i can think back and talk about it in some intelligent way today and I had a whole thing written up with about 10 minutes left where it was like, it wasn't a, a sexy performance, but we got a goal. We locked it down. We 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 sort of frustrated Indy. We kept things solid. We didn't give anything up at the back. And if you walk out of Indy with a one nothing win, it's three points. Like you take the three points and you come home. And I, I thought that was something to be applauded. And that Laura Ellen to your point earlier was, I felt like a, a result of the system that Lily was trying to put in place. And, you know, we're talking about systems and for me, it's been hammered home more than any other season. How important a good manager and a system is because Talking about Villa, Villa were in 17th place under Steven Gerrard. They bring in Unai Emery and he takes him as high as fifth in the Premier League table, you know, after a third of the season was already played. Um, and it and it was using almost the exact same players. Emery brought in one player and it was a left back. It wasn't even like it was a new center back for nothing. Exact same players and got them to play up to fifth in the Premier League. And so if you have a system, you can sort of, plug in any kind of players and get it to work. And this was a case where I thought Lily's system's working. Like this is one goal could be enough and that's it. And unfortunately, you know, it was sort of one error. Um, And I, I don't know, Kev, you tend to be critical of the keepers. Do you feel that that was an error from weight or do you feel it was just an unfortunate scenario where where he punched it and it just ended up going right to the guy and he put it in i think a little bit of both um i if you're gonna come for it and punch it that's probably the worst place you can punch it (laughs) it's like right Right back to the center at the top of the 18 um so i get in the scenario 
it was an awkward position because you like, okay, on one hand, I want to praise him for being aggressive and coming out and trying to, you know, influence the play in that way. And he gets there. He doesn't come and miss. He, you know, he, I'm, I'm sure his defenders would prefer him to do that, but you can't punch it there. And so I don't know. It's one of those, like, I know when last week we were talking about potentially interpreting one, you know, a goal we let in as a, as a Jamali weight error, you know, I, I think he comes out to try to like oh. sweeper keeper yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and he, you know, you know, doesn't execute well. And then we're talking about it again this week. I mean, I th- earlier in the game, he makes a really good save. I think uh, Indy have like a shot outside the 18. I think it gets deflected and he kind of sees it late and he gets down to it to his like bottom left and makes a pretty good save. I don't, I don't know. I mean, if, it's one of those things where I feel like earlier on in the season, earlier on in the season, probably a couple of games, like a game ago or two games ago, I was saying how, you know, I think we have a really good defense. I like our defense. Even the statistics, the statistics kind of back us up on that yet. We still can't really seem to get a clean sheet again, <laughs> like how that's kind of problematic. And I feel kind of similar with weight where I think he's a good keeper. I don't really, I wouldn't want to see another keeper necessarily in there. But he, okay, now this is the second time in probably three weeks where we're talking about something where he probably could have did a little better for a goal that went in against us. So, Laura Ellen is a former keeper. Is that too harsh or do you agree? Well, first of all, I would just like to back up and say that it's Mike's fault that we lost because he jinxed us and like writing a whole thing that like this Listen. is our story. I tell. was feeling really good because I predicted a one nothing win. And so I was all ready to parade around my three points and pick them. And then it was one, one. And uh, yeah, you guys, well, my only, the only consolation draw, so. I have about this game is that I predicted it correctly, but I, yeah. I told Justin sitting on the couch, I was like, I was anticipating us going down one, nothing and like coming back and scoring to tie the game. And that's where, you know, anyway, but um, yeah, I think, it's hard, right? Which I, I think we know this, that keeper mistakes are a whole lot more visible than everyone else and um, are that much more costly. Uh, and, and that's part of the kind of deal with being the keeper is that you likely don't have many touches on the ball throughout the game. Um unless you're playing a more active kind of sweeper keeper kind of situation, but um, you likely don't have as many touches in the game. And so you really have to make sure that when you're engaging with the ball and when you're engaging with play, you're doing it correctly. And so, yeah, I think it's kind of like bad luck also, right. That punch could have worked if he would have like rocketed it higher right like the the positionality it it wasn't necessarily just the placement of it but it was that it was like right at the player where he could play it well um so yeah so i i saw it and i was just like ugh, you know but for me the, the bigger thing with that which you know i added this to the notes is that it just felt to me I could see a drop-off happen at the 60th minute of the game, thereabouts, maybe a little after that. And I could just see, I mean, the second half, we we had energy coming into the into the beginning of the second half, but it quickly dropped off after that. And so I was I was like, well, this is coming. And so yeah, all that to say that that yes, could he have done better? Yes, could the defense have done better yes right like you can back it up pretty far in the same way that when you score you know when you have an excellent team goal you can back it up and be like okay here's the key pass that led to the pass that led to the goal um so anyway i think that's where i land it's it's unfortunate and you know to your point kevin uh i think one of the one of the commentators said Jamali way heir to the Andre Blake throne, I think is what he said during. So Andre Blake is, you know, is the keeper for the union and was Jamaica's starting keeper. And uh, Justin has been telling me that there's a lot of drama with the Jamaican football association. And so a lot of the top Jamaican players have 
chosen not to play. I think they like haven't been compensated for games. There's like all the, I don't, I don't know anything about it. Justin was telling me about it. And so that's how like Jamali Waite has been able to get playing time with the Jamaican national team. But when, when the announcer said that, Justin was like, they're the same age. How can he be heir to the throne? Anyway, so, um, but I mean, he's, he's good. And it's just like how many of those mistakes don't happen when you have a better team in front of you, right? I, I don't know. Look, I mean, it, to, to, to circle it back around, right? He still only gave up one goal. Like your hope as a team is that you give up no goals or one goal a game. And then the offense does its job and gets you one or two goals a game. If if you're resting your laurels on the fact that we're always going to get one goal and keep the other team to a shutout, that's not likely to happen a ton in the USL. So I, I'm I'm with you guys. I still I, I don't think there's another keeper that I want in there at the moment. I think that we've seen enough from him, and there have been enough moments where I think that he's still a developing keeper, and I think he has really high prospects. Um, and I don't fully blame this, this punch on him. You know, some of this is just dumb luck, but, um, yeah, I mean, it, I it, do, God, uh, I do wonder you saying that in our earlier conversation about a system. So when Lily first came to Pittsburgh, right, it was Lily ball. It was all defense. He had these like four giants on the you know three to four giants depending on the game in the back line um and so that was the expectation that we would come in we were like oh okay i guess which was a, a big departure from earlier seasons of the riverhounds when we're like giving up multiple goals a game right we're like okay lily is the defensive coach we're not and, and so I think we became, I'll speak for myself, I became used to this idea that when Lily is coaching, when he is managing a team, we will not be giving up goals, right? You hope that for all of your, you know, all of your teams. And I wonder, thinking about systems, if he has had more of a transition to thinking of a more offensive system, and not that his emphasis isn't on or the expectation isn't that we... Um, aren't giving up any goals, but I also wonder that the amount of resources, which I know we've kind of talked about this over the years, but the amount of resources put into getting our big, highly capable, uh, you know, top tier defenders versus trying to put those resources elsewhere. I don't, I don't know. I'm kind of thinking about this on the fly and, and thinking aloud here, but, but I wonder kind of like how much maybe our expectations, maybe my own expectations need to shift that it's not that the emphasis isn't on our back line and it's elsewhere on the field. Am I wrong? Mm, I don't think you're wrong. I, I think that, I think that there are, you know, I, I mentioned sort of early on here. I think that Lily is sort of, as weird as it is to say, I, you sort of see him progressing through the different sections of the field in terms of like nailing things down and getting things right. And I think that to your point, goalkeeping and defense have always sort of been the hallmarks. You, you just always sort of trust that like we're going to get that right. He's going to pluck some name out of obscurity that we've never heard of before. And they're going to either go on to compete for the golden glove, or they're going to be like stellar all worldly center backs or something like that is going to happen. And so he started there and then he brought sort of Kenny with him to start building a midfield. Now he's started getting into this rhythm of finding these midfield players like Etu, who we know is out for a little bit longer with a broken arm, but you, you bring in a Robbie Mertz, you bring in a Danny Griffin, you bring in a Marky Barra, who I felt had a better game this game as well, um, who got the captain's armband during the Open Cup game um, for at least part of the game. So I think he's doing a better job at identifying what he wants in these different spots the gap or, or what he still needs to learn is how do we score at the other end? And, you know, talking about the goal. So Chico gets, I think it's his fifth goal of the season, which like kudos to him. That's great. Halfway to 10, you know what? That's five goals in eight games. I think like great return. Yeah. Um, 
great assist from Biasi. It felt like a similar goal to earlier in the season when Ardonia just sort of bypassed everybody and went straight to Mertz. Same sort of thing. Biasi went straight to Dequa. And it got me thinking. I was like, huh, that looks really familiar. How often are we scoring because our defenders are just playing balls up to the offense? Um, so, so far this season, we've had six assists that like the USL recognizes. Five of those have come from our defense. So Biasi has had two, Hogan has one, Rivera has one, and Ordonez has had one. So if you're wondering how our buildup play works, that should tell you everything you need to know. There is no buildup play. It's either like crosses into the box or it's long balls over the top. And you kind of hope that at this point, Dequa gets on the end of it and can do something with it. So. Yeah, no, I agree. No, yeah. I, I, sorry, I'm still caught up. While you guys were talking about Jamali Waite, I went back and like watched the highlight over and over and over again. I kind of want to blame them all. Like I none of them, <laughs> none of them do a good job. First of all, the cross comes in from like 40 yards out, like on the, like from like you're outside the 20 like, or the 18. And then you're even a couple yards back from that. And you're on the sideline. It comes in slow. Uh, Waite's starting position looks like he's just kind of standing on the goal line, which is not great. Like he should be further out. And and if he is, then all of a sudden he doesn't need to rush out and punch. He can just come and grab. Um, you know, our midfielders aren't tracking Indy's late run into the box to pick it up. I mean, our, our defenders are kind of one-on-one with two of Indy's forwards, but both of them could have seen the flight of the ball and taken command and headed it out. I mean, so are, are people going to close it down a, a bit more? Like the cross, so the crossover doesn't come in the first place. They all mess up. So yeah, let's just play them all. <laughs> I just, sorry, I, th- I had to get that out of me. I, <laughs> I, I appreciate I appreciate your uh, real time. Uh, uh, oh, I mean, effort. we know we know I don't do any like prep work for this, so anything that I, I mean, say has to be real time. Yeah, no, I like it. Uh, but I mean, I think to your point, Mike, right? Like, then why? Okay. This is a bit rhetorical, but like you're like hesitating. Then why is Lily spending any time at all building up a midfield if they're just going to skip it in the buildup of play? Right. Is this a symptom of Kenny getting old and he's, he's not old in the grand scheme, but older, right. Or something about Mertz or kind of, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I did think for most of the game, I thought, I thought they looked really great. You know, mm-hmm. I was like impressed. I I truly, you know, I was enjoying the game for what it was. Justin and I were having a bit of back and forth, which we can get to later if we want. But um, you know, I I was like, this is great. But you know, when you look at our goals, I mean, I think Mike, you know, you're bringing up such great points. I also thought, speaking of taking shots from out of nowhere, like Forbes had a shot couple shots like early on where he was like he had to be like 40 yards outside of the goal and was just shooting the ball i'm like what are you doing i hate when people what are you doing right like i i anyway i try not to get like too down on them go ahead kev what were you gonna say well oh man see now i can't even (laughs) i can't remember i i I had something i was just encouraging Okay, so I did want to say, I, so I want to agree with your point. I thought we, we started the game really well. I thought we, we won the first half. I thought we played really well. I thought defensively, I thought we played really well. And it's not just like defending our 18-yard box. You know, I, we defended high well. And yeah. we were pressing well. We were pressing in patterns. We real, were pressing quick, together. As you're going through this, coming into this game, Indy were touted because they had averaged like 60% possession over the first however many games. And we were dominating possession through the first half. Like it might've been 60% and our, our like swinging our way, but go ahead. Yeah. Continue, Gov. No. Yeah. I mean, so I, like, I want to give them a lot of credit for that. Um, and I, for the life of me, I can't remember what the other point was. So, uh, Mike, I don't know. You can take a. You're getting old, Kev. <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah. They played no. well. They played Welcome well. to the club. Oh, right. this is okay. I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> um, so yeah. All right. So on on the discussion point of like you know trying to score and a lack of patterns and just going long ball or whatever, I think what doesn't help are two things. One, constantly changing systems. I I don't know. I 
it's hard for us non-professionals who don't play every week to like assess how critical this point is but i feel like when when i don't know watching you know premier league things and hearing commentary on premier league things a pretty regular occurrence is like regularity of a starting 11 or like hey their back four have played together for you know 10 games in a row now or you know they've they've had a consistent starting 11 they've been able to put out and blah 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 and i mean i my hunch is that becomes even more important as you get to the level of the usl not less um i don't i don't think it gets easier to constantly change systems as you go lower in the football like tier um and so i don't know i mean i i'm not i'm not a manager i'm not questioning questioning necessarily yet like lily's decision making on all this stuff and i understand there are injuries there's rotation there's an, a midweek game with the open cup but I do think he's not helping himself by constantly changing the system. And, and I know what he has a history of kind of doing this early on until he finds something that works and then he sticks with it later in the season and we see some more repetition, but early on, I don't think it's helping the players that I think that's probably the main and most important point. And two, I still think like, I don't, I don't know when you're, when, well, I don't, I don't want to keep bringing some, but like when you're, you Lily are constantly on the sideline, solving problems for your players throughout the entire game. I don't think you're inspiring composure throughout your team. I don't think you're inspiring, you know, there's one point where I was like, like watching the game. I think I, I can't remember. It was Biasi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know exactly but, what you're talking about. Yeah, it, yeah. it looked like he was like telling them how to like trap the ball. I'm like, dude, yeah. you don't need to be doing that. Like, fine. Talk to him about tactical positioning. Talk to him about linking up with the player around you. But it, he was like pointing to his foot about. He did. He to, did like a little heel flick. Like yeah, Lily did like a like, little heel flick while talking like, to dude, him. Dude, that's yeah. not helping. Like yeah. so, I don't know. So to to just sort of back up your first point, Kev. Um, I think that at, the further you get up the chain, you have other intangibles that can make a difference for you in the game. So talent is a place where if you don't have that consistency, you can have moments of brilliance, or you could have guys that are slightly more talented that if things do feel out of sync, they can overcompensate for that and still help the team put together a better performance. The further you drop down, the less intangibles like talent can become a difference maker for you. There aren't guys, you know, you could probably count on a, on, on one hand, the number of guys in the USL, they're going to go out and single-handedly win you a game. It's just it that's just not how it happens here. Well, and that's it's, the nature of most leagues, I think. I mean, well, and, and that's why there's those players are so sought after and right. so great because there's so few. Right. But I think that the the comfort level of knowing, and honestly, I mean, there were a couple of moments, I think it was in this game where there was a string of passes that I think it was like Biasi to Mertz to Barra back to Mertz, back to the middle, that it just you could tell they knew instinctively yeah. where each other was going to be. And those are the types of things that are going to make a difference for you in the USL. And the less time that these guys have to do that. And you can be like, they're pros. They get paid. To Come on. Like, yeah, I agree. I, like this is, they're not making, you know, 90,000 a week, like some of these other pros. So it's, it's, um, yeah, I, I do. I think that that is an intangible that you need to consider. Well, so bringing up this problem and then trying to answer it immediately, I, 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 my hunch is Lily, I think Lily just doesn't care about the beginning of seasons. I think he's just like, ah, it doesn't matter. Like points don't matter. Like home playoff games are what matter. And that's all we're trying to do. And towards the end of the season, if we can put a run together and peak at that time, then playoff games are, you know, one-off knockout games. And it's just, if you're playing well at that time and Hey, if you can get a home game, that's great. Um, Okay, Laura Ellen, if that if that is your mentality, is that wrong though? What do you mean? I don't like that you should so. care about no. all. Yeah, is that like, what you're saying, Mike? That you yeah, should. But I'm I saying mean, I'm saying if the goal is to get home playoff games and we get them, then as a fan, are you happy that we get the home playoff game? But we're like in this quagmire at the start of the season or would you prefer to see us like figure it out and be consistent all year mm. i mm, 
I well, I don't know. I think what do I think? I think that I care a lot about the process in that to what you were talking about earlier of developing a soccer IQ and real-time critical thinking of players on the field and I like I guess I would rather see if if that was the case and Lily didn't care about the first 10 games of the season or whatever it was I would rather hit have him like okay, I don't care. I'm just going to sit silently on the sidelines and try and get them to figure it out. Right. Because then that builds like that builds, you know, that can build confidence. I mean, I guess you could have the players like screaming at each other, but that doesn't seem to be the case. So I I get, yeah, I don't. Well, I I think it's like, like, yeah, I think he's screaming because it's not that he necessarily doesn't care. That's the wrong words to use that that I use. He, I think he views it as like an extended preseason. He's like, well, okay, we're just, we're still figuring things out, and it, I need to figure these things out for you. It like, feels like it feels like he's a helicopter parent. Like it's just like no, 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 no. Like no, don't, don't touch, don't touch those scissors. No, 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 don't, don't run out into the grass after that dog. Like no, yeah. don't. It's just like I gotta tell but you what to do. I, I need, I need to balance this out. He's a helicopter parent that has gotten us to the playoff every year I, that he's been here <laughs> this is why it's like you just sort of you know take the good with and, the bad and, and has one of the best defensive records in the league right now and yeah. you know yeah so i gotta give another shout out to um luke biasi i think is developing into quite the player i think when he was re-signed not to knock the guy at all we just didn't see a ton of him last season so i think when he was re-signed a lot of us were like huh that's interesting and i think that his size and his speed and you know i mentioned a few weeks ago that sometimes he just goes into hero mode where it's just like oh like don't maybe not like that's a little too far and like sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't he got the assist today i i'm really kind of liking what i'm seeing from him developmental wise and i think he's shaping up to be a pretty decent winger um for us so hopefully that all continues but you have this thing where you call fullbacks wingers and i don't understand it <laughs> there are fullbacks right i mean now when we're playing three at the back sure then yeah call them wingers but... well that's what i'm saying like lily changes system every week yeah, yeah, sure. so yeah, sometimes he's a winger right. sometimes a fullback yeah right. so he's still getting up the field yeah up the pitch so um yeah guys any other thoughts on on this one yes i thought that well two thoughts actually one is it um Solomon Asante? Didn't he he played for um Phoenix, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, I was so glad that he did nothing all game. That made yeah. me incredibly happy. Because <laughs> yeah. I just like recognized his name. I don't, you know, yeah, anyway. I was just like yeah. glad you're not doing anything. The other thing is, I thought I think this is like very random, and we do not have to spend much time on it, but I think Budati looks like a young Clint Dempsey, and Justin and I were arguing about it the entire game. I for um the two of you, I put photos of them at the bottom of our agenda, and I just I don't know. I think they look similar. Yeah. Now see, I'm I'm very curious <laughs> the argument that was going on in your household. Like who was taking which stance and what were the arguments? Oh, I was like, in? oh, it's I kept calling him Clint Dempsey. I'm like, look, it's baby Clint Dempsey. And Justin said, No, he's not. He doesn't look anything <laughs> no, like him. I see that. I, I'm with you. I know, yeah, right? I I'm like, yeah, yeah. anyway. So that anyway, so I just like kept calling him. I'm like, where did Clint Dempsey go? Where did and Justin's like, stop it. Yeah. 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 Kevin, yeah. Kevin sharing it on the screen right now. Oh, yeah, I see. High it. tech. We are high tech. That's anyway. right. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, that was that was our other kind of like lightness in the midst of a you know progressively frustrating uh, game to watch. Yeah. So otherwise, like we said, when you look back on things, we've always said get three points at home, get one one away, and you're okay. I think the circumstance by which we got this one point is what's leaving a bit of a sour taste in our mouth. You know, the fact that we were holding on until roughly the 80th minute, and then it's sort of a Kev, as you pointed out, all hands on mistake um, that gets them back into it. And then it also seemed like after that point, we were just kind of holding on because um, there wasn't really anything else going on offensively. And when you're in a game where you're up 
one nothing and you're away and you sort of bunker down you sort of celebrate the fact where it's like okay that was the plan you get a goal and then you sort of sit back and you defend but if you give something up and then you can't score again then you start to question you know the plan and and where are the goals going to come from which is exactly what we've just done so also to wrap that game up on a stats base you know we get five shots on target we score one of them they get two and they score one of them and i their other one it was a good save by weight, but it was a shot from outside the 18 that might have been deflected. It was hard to tell on the stream, and he gets down and makes a good save. Um, so not great <laughs> save percentage. Yeah. One thing we didn't talk about, sorry, Mike, no, uh, no, just to give some additional context is that, you know, this was, it was a short week, short rest. Yeah. They also traveled. My guess is they drove, right? Do you think they flew? I would assume they bust it, but yeah, yeah. exactly, right? So that feels horrible, yeah. like <laughs> busing to Indy. Ooh. Anyway, yeah. so you know, I think you know some. For me, I'm like, okay, fine. You were tired. You lost. You know, you ran out of gas. Sixty. You know, and Indy had played Cincy, and right. um, but then they got to come home and be at home. So. That's all I have to say. Yep. Looking at uh, Pickham after uh, this week's, we had two games, both the Open Cup game and uh, the Indy game, both count towards Pickham. Kevin is sitting back confidently as I put this uh, image up on the screen. Uh, Kevin is our leader with 11 points. Laura Ellen, you are right behind him with nine. Uh, you guys can't win anything, so your points don't matter. Uh, Devin Pale has now taken the lead with seven Ouch. points. And then Keaton Liebengood, Daniel is both with six. Josh has jumped up with five points. This That's what one win will do for you. I, I'm currently on three points because I picked three results out of like nine correct, but I've not gotten a score prediction right yet. Had I gotten one, I would have been up there at five chasing you guys. But uh, it's tough, man. This is tough. Feels great on my high horse up here. Shut up, Kevin. The um, great. Nobody, no, nobody <laughs> wants to hear from you right now. You're, I forget it. Um, <laughs> Guys, this week I mentioned already that we are headed to Monterey Bay FC West Coast game Friday night uh, at 10 p.m. So I'm assuming nobody from the Steel Army is going to Monterey Bay. Uh, but I also don't know if there's going to be a watch party at Bulldog because it is at 10. I would guess maybe, but who knows? Um, just to sort of you know shine some light on what to expect from Monterey Bay. There are three former hounds. Uh, currently playing for Monterey Bay, Alex Dixon, who we've talked about extensively early on this season. Uh, I think he is still leading the league in goals at this point. Uh, Christian Valeski, who played with us, I think it was 2019. So like early Lily years. And then Hugh Roberts, our buddy Hugh Roberts is out there. Everywhere he goes, he just like does great things in the community and just amazing human being. So it'll be good to see him again. Um, yeah. The the Monterey Bay currently they lead the league in goals with 15. So they're gonna put up a lot of goals, but they have also conceded the second most goals with 12. So their their plus minus is at three, but we're time to be alive. I, right, great. exactly. That's that's crazy fun times, right? Where it's just you score a lot, but you let a lot in, so all the games are are crazy. Um they've scored almost twice as many goals as thus as us but they've also given up five more. So if you kind of like put that in context, we're kind of like in the middle of this, like, I don't know, crazy like graph of like, you know, Monterey Bay's all over the map. Um, if we're trying to just look and see how they may have performed against teams similar to us, they played Indy a few weeks ago and they beat them three to two. So they put two more goals past Indy than we did. They also gave up one more. Um, but then they also drew nil-nil with RGV this past week, who we beat two nothing a few weeks ago. So again, it's kind of all over the place. I do I not know. remember Valeski playing for us at all. <laughs> it was, it was for one year and I don't think he actually got, oh, a ton of he was my, he was one of my favorites. Like he was one of my favorite humans. I, I was just thinking that like Alex Dixon, Hugh Roberts, Christian Valeski, they were, cause that was the, right. That was the last season before COVID. Yeah. I feel like 18 and 19, yeah, mm -hmm. 18 and 19 were the seasons where at least I feel like the club really opened up to us. We had the 
um, kit reveals and those kinds of things. Um, so anyway, so I just like, I saw that list of names and I was like, Oh, like I, I just have like very fond memories um, yeah. of all of them. So agreed. It's cool. Before we get into predictions, Laura Ellen, how are you feeling about this game? I don't even, I mean, 10 is late. I mean, I know I go to bed early. <laughs> like, I know, I, right. I I've know already I said, I'm not early. watching it in real time. Right. I, I will be asleep. Like, I mean, yeah. you said you're going to watch it after. I, it, no, no, I, I'll it watch is it like, like, no, 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 I know. Really, but like, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It's like really hard to convince me to watch something that I already know the score of. Anyway, um, just do what Kevin does. Just watch the highlights and then come on the show and talk about it. It's fine. <laughs> Kev. Okay, no, genuinely, I watched the game this past week and I've been 95% of the games this season. I've watched the game. So funny. I mean, no, I think the game on Saturday was probably the second game I've watched in full and I was at one of them. Anyway, um, I don't, you know, I think it's how do I feel about the River Hounds at this point in time? <laughs> I guess I feel fine. As as Laura Ellen is like rubbing I know, I'm her like, eyes, well, like suppressing a migraine. It's, it's, Go ahead. Well, <laughs> um, I I I don't. I feel I feel fine. Right. I I think that's how I felt at the beginning Pre-season. of the season. It doesn't matter. I know. I know. It's just like I'm just like this is this is fine. I, you know, it's like flames running around you. It's not that bad. But um, I I think. T- the lack of, oh gosh, I sound like Michael, right? The lack of a clear system. The, what is the purpose? Uh, that the dark side. Uh, see, no. see what you did, Mike? <laughs> I know, this is terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. It means it means that I, Michael has bigger influence than me, which is unfortunate. On well, <laughs> but, then, but then what I will say is kind of like, maybe, I, I don't want to say is apathy the right word? Like Lily's apathy toward the beginning of the season. Ooh, that might be a little strong. Um, that has really made me think. So like, does he think, does he not care? I, oh God, see, what if he I doesn't care? He's going to give himself an aneurysm for not caring. I think, I think that we've in, gone in, down you know, a deep hole. Yes, We have. <laughs> I, I would not go so far as to say that Lily doesn't care, but I do think that there are, there have been the past few seasons systematic things that have been put in place to help justify away a slow start to the season. Um, and this is no, this season is, is, is no excuse. The vast majority of our games have been away. Yeah. So it's very easy for you to point at that and just be like, ah, oh, well, you know, we're going to have a bunch of home games mid season and that's when we're going to hit our stride and it's going to be great. If we had more home games, you wouldn't have that as an excuse. And so I understand the reasoning why, like, especially from a Highmark Stadium standpoint, you are much more likely to sell out a game in June than you are in April. Like, that's just what it is. So from a financial standpoint and running a club, it is better for the club to have more games in June, July and August than March, April, May. So I get that. But that also means that you're setting your team up to struggle more for the first few months of the season. And that is what we are seeing right now for better or worse. Now, whether or not the hope is that this galvanizes the guys and they come out of it stronger, and this is what helps them hit their stride, maybe, but this, this starting most of the games away every season is not an anomaly. This has happened most seasons that he's been here. So I think the good to, the good thing is too the broader context of the Eastern Conference is no one's no one's great or no no one has started the season. Like, Have you been looking at the standings, Kev? Of course. That's I thought we we said your role. I don't know. We said, I, don't know. I, I thought that was like a collective rule. Like we weren't allowed to watch it till ten games. I but, never signed a contract stating yeah. that I was not looking at the sta- standings. The I reason I haven't looked I at the standings all. is because <laughs> I'm too lazy to look up the USL site because it's too slow. I mean, but like Mike, what what system do you think that they should play? Maybe that's like a discussion for. I mean, we're already maybe closer to time, but like, do do they go to a strict four four two and kind of see if that work? You know, what do you, should should we play with a sweeper? Should we just be like old school? We're just gonna throw it over the top, and here's like our sweeper. Diamond, everyone a diamond back. Yeah. Um, no, we I. I don't want to sit here and sort of profess a system, you know, Kev, I think last week you were like, we should just do a four, four, two. And both you and Steve were like, no, like Lily would never do that. I, 
I honestly don't know where the goals are going to come from, but they got to start coming from somewhere. I think, like I said, we've seen promise in the defense. Great. We've seen promise in the midfield. Great. Dequa can do it, but Dequa can't do it all on his own. So like if Dequa scores a goal a game, that'll be an amazing season for him. And that still might not win us games because we're giving up a goal at the other end. So like we just have to figure it out. And, and I'm not necessarily confident that we have the personnel to do it. It, it, to be like, to be like, you got to give these guys time. We're eight weeks in, like you, you, you've been practicing with these guys for probably 14, 15 weeks now. So how do they not know a system 15 weeks into this? Like you can't, you can't be like, well, the seasons are young. I don't think, I don't know. Well, I don't know. I don't We're also putting words in people's mouth. We're yeah, just exactly. like, yeah. Um, I think the other thing too, it, it could be that, I don't know. The Etu injury, I think, could be bigger than okay. what we're giving an issue. I'm like, it's, it's the not even Griffin could also be, you know, a bigger issue. I think, I think Ibarra, take a shot. I think Ibarra, <laughs> yeah, really? Is this a thing now? I think Ibarra has slid right into the Griffin hole. I don't think that so. been left. I think I, I'm, I, I haven't praised Ibarra yet this podcast. I thought he had a really good game in Indy. I thought he played really well. Um, but my, my broader point, it's not even necessarily Etu's quality per se is what's being missed i think what's being missed is lily for whatever reason feels like he can play two defined central midfielders in a bar and forbes and that's it and when you're doing that you're it it's harder to incentivize forbes to make like late runs into the box because you're only having two center midfielders you can incentivize them a little more if you're playing the back three um, because you have a little bit more cover, but like Abara is not going to be the one. Like like Indy, Indy get their goal because their midfielder makes a late run in the box and picks it up at the, at, the, at the edge of the 18 and they score. When we're already struggling for goals and you're looking for goals elsewhere, Kenny has it in him, but he's not, I don't know. I, I don't think he, he's not putting himself in the position often enough to actually like contribute because I think you're playing two central midfielders and that you kind of need to hold with them. I see I'm not professing that we actually do this. I'm just throwing this out there as a hypothetical. What if we actually played more of a four two two two? I hate I hate the whole I I hate that formation. Well listen, listen, but hold on. So you have your four backs and you have your, your full backs, Kev. Thank who you. can take turns getting up and down the field to keep, to give you width. Yossi and DeSantis are like, you gotta be kidding me. Right. Like I'm running all game. Like I'm the width. That's it. So then, so, so, so there you go. You have that. And then in your holding midfield positions, you have Ibarra and you put in uh Zwetslut. Those are your holding guys. They don't actually push up. They're just sort of there to provide cover in front of them. You have Mertz and you have Forbes. And then you have Dixon and whoever else you want to put up top Dixon. next to him or Dixon. Sorry. Yeah. Slip. Chico. Yeah. 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 Chico. Uh, you have Chico up top and, um, and whoever else you want to put next to him. But that then gives. I love that too. Like Dequa and uh, some other guy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who that person. No one else. Is, who I, else has scored? I agree with you. Nobody That's else has scored. Issue. That's the yeah. issue. I agree. So like that's part of the problem. But then you are incentivizing. Mertz and Forbes. Mertz isn't out on an island wide trying to do any sort of cover. He's he's in the middle making stuff happen, as is Forbes. They're incentivized to play more in that, like between the 50 and the 20, or the 50 and the 18 to potentially get more shots off. And you have more opportunities to actually work the ball forward through the middle as opposed to just relying on long balls over the top and hope they connect with somebody. So I just yeah. don't like four two 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 systems. Hey Kev, what's your prediction? What's the score prediction for this game? I think Wait, we're last win. week you said yeah. you were you should go first, Mike, because Kev took no, yours I didn't. last Kevin, time. go ahead. Would you what, what's your score prediction, Kev? <laughs> I don't know. I'm going with my gut here. Uh I think I think we win two nil. Do nothing win. Laura Allen. Um, gonna go one. No. Mm, 
one nothing loss. Because it's 10 p.m. and that's late. And it's I'm an away going, game. And it's, and it's like, might as well be on the other side of the world. Yeah, I'm saying, That's right. I'm yeah. saying 3-1 loss. Oh, geez, Mike. I think I think after this last game, I think traveling West Coast, I think it's late. I think they... <laughs> it's late is a legitimate thing that both of you guys have said now. It is legitimate. We are old, Kevin. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Are you professional athletes that are yes. in uh, great physical condition? And... Yes. Yes. Listen, I just got Kev, blood work today like and my on... cholesterol was down like 40 points. All right. I am like peak physical condition right now. Um, I was going to say, Kev, do you like go out for a jog at 10 p.m.? No, I'm saying I don't play on the Riverhounds. Like the Riverhounds, <laughs> they're, they're pay, like they're professional athletes. They're much, you know, more fit than the three of us. No, I mean, here. listen, the, the past few road trips out west, um, it seems like the... the, the this is me just speculating, but it, it feels like the distance has played with the, I agree. Uh, the ultimate score prediction. So I agree. I just don't think it happens this time for whatever reason. <laughs> okay. Kev, where are the goals going to come from? I don't know. It doesn't matter. I think, uh, I don't even think it's Dequa. I think, uh, I'll say Mertz gets one and I'll say Ordonez gets on the end of the corner. Okay. See, doesn't sound crazy, right? When I say it, you're like, "Yeah, that could happen." Yeah, I see that. And it does Anything could happen at this point, right? Like, why don't we just pull the keeper, play no keeper, just let's just see what happens. Yeah. What? What? Like a power play is about to come for like hockey, and we're just pulling the <laughs> keeper. It, what was it? It was one of those like Mighty Ducks, Big Green movies where it was like they pulled the keeper out and realized the keeper is like an amazing defender or like is a great forward. What if What if Jamali Waite is like this world class striker and we just don't know it because he's he's back there as a keeper? It's the wrong position his entire life. <laughs> That's right. Oh gosh. Listen, you hear about a lot of these guys that you know that they were you know defenders and then they became strikers and they were amazing strikers because yeah. they were used to playing against strikers all the time, so they knew what drove defenders crazy. Yeah, Michael Jordan was a great uh, you know baseball player. Shut up, he Kevin. Was, he, anyway. was great. he was an even better golfer. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, we are off the rails, guys. Anything else that you wanted to uh, touch on or talk about before we get out of here? Oh yeah, I bought uh, tickets. Steve and I and Justin are going to go see uh, Chelsea and Brighton play in Philly oh, this summer. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, and then Justin and I are gonna go see Brighton again in uh, New Jersey. Look at you um, guys! Yeah, he wanted he tried to convince me to buy tickets to Atlanta, which is their third game of the tour, and I said I am not flying to Atlanta to yeah. watch. If we're gonna fly somewhere, we'll just we'll need to go back to England and do it that way. So, yeah, yeah. You and I had that conversation. You guys are far more diehard than I am. I I was gonna go see Villa. It's also a lot closer for us. Like those are they both can be day trips if they have to be. Philly and New Jersey. Philly's oh, I like you, I think you're talking about London. I was like, I mean, oh. you're not wrong, but like that's still a long flight. No, 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 no. Villa is playing somewhere in Maryland. I think it's four hours for us. And I looked at the ticket prices for the fam and I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Like I, I to your point, Laura Ellen, I was like, I'd rather do what you guys did and just like plan a trip to Birmingham and like fly to Bur and see them, you know, in Birmingham yeah. than watch, you know, some makeshift team try to take all my money in a preseason friendly. So um yeah, kudos to you guys. Brighton uh, can have all my money. I that was not a dig at you. That was just like my no, decision. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. just, you know. My wife was our, like, you should go by yourself. I was like, I'm not going by myself. Like, I'm not doing that. I mean, you can ride out with Steve. We have an, we have I, an extra ticket for the Chelsea-Brighton game. You and Steve can road trip. He's going to stay at our house. But then I'd have to care to about game. either Brighton or Chelsea, and I don't really want to do either. I, I have plenty of Brighton scarves. I'm, I'm trying to build up all the hate for Brighton so that this last game of the season, when we're both Why? battling for a European position. We are that, a like, progressive... <laughs> Community-based. You're not club. selling me on this right now, Laura Ellen. This is not happening. I'm just saying. I know. I'm just you're not saying. Wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying you're not. Gonna we have a fiery wrong. coach who who knows when he's gonna get uh, ejected from a game for whatever reason. It's very excited. Will he pull exciting. a hamstring while he's trying to uh, accost the fourth official? Then you're no, elite I level. That's when you know. <laughs> 
Is that is that what it takes? Is yep. that what it takes, Kev? Take where, where is the where or, is all or the money cost flowing your own from? Players just like Pep, you know, he'll just pull players aside and just ream them out mid game. Yeah. yeah, Lily does that. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> we have that already, Mike. I don't, I don't need any more of that. I walked right into that. I'm sorry. Um, I do want to mention before we get out of here, uh, JF uh, posted in the comments how to sign up or subscribe. So we keep talking about Pickham. Um, yeah, so we haven't posted the the link in a while. If you go to Twitter, I think it's actually in our profile. But if you click the link in the profile, that will take you to uh, a page where you can subscribe and be a supporter of the show. It's $10 for the full year. If you do that um, and you participate in this Pick'em, whoever has the most points at the end of this season uh, wins two free season tickets to sit with the Steel Army in 2024. So not one, two. You'll go to every game. So, and JF just said he deleted Twitter, Twitter. So, um, I will put it back on YouTube. Uh, I, I've been debating, like, do we do the Mastodon thing? Do we do the blue sky thing? I really don't want to. So we might just fall back on YouTube because that's kind of where we're at. So I will repost it on YouTube for those, uh, who are interested in signing up. We appreciate the support. The money literally will go right back into buying the season tickets. So this is not like you're buying us a Ferrari or anything like that. Like we, that we, we're lucky to have money to pay for microphones. So um, trust me, the money goes right back to you. Uh, $10 for the year. You get to play Pick'em. It's a lot of fun. Winner gets tickets. So yeah, head over to YouTube. Uh, go to Mongols. Uh, it's at YouTube backslash Mongols. And then if you click on our little community link, you'll see all of our posts there. That's where you can post your predictions. Um, if you subscribe to the show, then all of in, in your feed, you'll just sort of see the posts and you'll see all the new stuff and... Uh, started posting some pictures there and things. It's just, it's a lot of fun. So go check it out. Um, and you know, maybe delete Twitter. I don't know. I don't know where you stand on that. That's a whole can of worms. So anything else, Laura, Allen, Kev, it was good talking to you guys. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. Thanks I, for I'm hanging su- out. I'm surprised. Well, maybe I'm not surprised because I think we spell it differently. I just, I like opened incognito mode and went to YouTube and searched Mongols thinking that like, you know, Genghis Khan would show up, but that's M O N G O L S, and yes. we're M O N G O A L S. Weren't you privy to that whole conversation like seven years ago when we came up with the name? I don't remember anything. <laughs> you were in the room, dude. You were there. <laughs> sure, if you're telling me it. Two of us. Whatever. <laughs> All right, we we, we should get out of here. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you very, very soon. Cheers.